All right, we're fully armed and operational right here on Say What You Will Radio, the YouTube channel. This is the John Smith Show. Hey, listen, if you want to be a caller tonight, the number, as always, is 602-475-2000. Or you can use the live chat, as always. Uh, Well, listen to this. This is an important show. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the fact that the godless left is trying to steal the minds and souls of your kids. If you have a college student uh, that's going to be home for Thanksgiving, he or she, or it, just might try to ruin your holiday. They're being trained on how to do so by their instructors. We'll tell you about that. Over at Santa Santa Rosa Junior College in Santa Rosa, California, there was a recent discussion over the history of the offensive name of Thanksgiving. I've got the audio of that little meeting. We'll tell you about it. Well, America's values are white supremacy and capitalism, according to Teen Vogue, you see. Even Teen Vogue, they're trying to destroy the minds and souls of your kids. Pennsylvania, well, they've decided to ban alcohol. I'll get into the details of that story. According to a Harry Potter uh, star... You know, one of those liberal stooges over in Hollywood. He says people who don't wear masks should be hanging or imprisoned. I'll tell you about that. Uh, There is a little bright spot in the United States. It's called South Dakota. I'll tell you why I feel that way. And the godless radicals, they are running the Democratic Party. I'll tell you why I believe that. The New York Times tells us that no, a negative coronavirus test doesn't mean you can safely socialize. I thought that was the whole point. And then we'll finish with five reasons, if I get to this, why liberals hate Thanksgiving. Well, again, this is the John Smith Show. I'm your host, John Smith, right here on Say What You Will Radio. You may also be listening to Good Talk Radio Uh, The show is simulcast on goodtalkradio.com at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. I don't know about this week because of it is uh, being Thanksgiving and all, and I don't mind to say that. We say that here on uh, the John Smith Show and Say What You Will Radio. We call it Thanksgiving, and we're proud to do so. We're not going to give in to the leftist mob. Before I uh, get into tonight's stories, I do want to tell you about Greyfeather Farm. Ginger wrote back on November 7th, I love Greyfeather Farm products. I'm a repeat customer. I started using this for our Belgian-German shepherd mix who has skin issues and allergies. I cut the capsule open and pour two or three drops in his water bowl and then rub a few drops on his belly. He loves it, and it's helped so much. I do this process two or three times a week, but not more. I personally take it orally as well. And she's referring to the capsules, the uh, emu-induced capsules. I personally take it orally as well about three times a week, and it helps with my dry skin from hypothyroidism. It also helps me get rid of sunspots. Well, I will tell you this. If you're watching the live show, you'll see there's a picture of the Crack Attack gift bag. 
Uh, Jen over at Gray Feather Farm, she told me that she's putting together gift boxes and gift bags. And let me tell you something, they look awesome. If you use the link below this video, or if you're listening on Good Talk Radio, um, you can go to saywhatyouwillradio.com inside the description of the podcast, you'll find the link as well. It ends in Smith. If you use that link, you're going to get free shipping along with some nifty gifties. So guys, take care of your ladies and ladies, take care of your lady friends, your moms, your aunts, your sisters, all those, all those ladies will absolutely love you if you get them uh, some gifts from Gray Feather Farm. Again, the link is below this video. Well, let's get to the news of the day. And as I said, the liberal left, the godless left, the utopian fascists, they are coming after your kids, and they're coming after your kids hard and fast. If you have a college kid that's home for Thanksgiving, he or she, or like I said, it, you never know with college kids anymore. They just might try to ruin your holiday because they're being instructed to do so by their Marxist instructors. University of Virginia, uh, this comes out of Breitbart, University of Virginia student newspaper says stand up to racist family at Thanksgiving. Boy, that that's going to be a nice meal, isn't it? When uh, little Johnny and little Susie come home from college all ramped up and they're just ready to ruin your dinner. An opinion column published in the University of Virginia student newspaper calls on fellow students to stand up to their racist family members at Thanksgiving dinner this year. One undergraduate student at the university argued that the column's author has a white savior complex. According to a report by Campus Reform, an opinion column last week published by the University of Virginia student newspaper claims that progressive Americans should stand up to their racist family members during Thanksgiving dinner. The column says that white progressives, you know, the ones that are running around burning stuff in the name of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, those kids, the little white progressives, they can take action by debunking misinformation mm. and combating hateful rhetoric about uh, at the dinner table on Thanksgiving. While the results of the election spurred celebration across the country, white progressives must not be complacent, the article says. Yes, a proto-fascist leader has been defeated, but the hateful rhetoric conspiratorial thinking, and virulent racism, xenophobia, and sexism he espoused during his tenure remain deeply entrenched in the American political discourse. See, they say this type of stuff, and they have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea who they're talking about or what they're talking about. All I know is they're being raised to hate Christian conservatives. If you're sending your child to a public university and they get into an argument with you at the Thanksgiving table with your family, if you're allowed to be with your family, depending on what state you're from, you may not even be allowed to have people over. 
But even if it's just mom and dad or just mom or just dad and uh, little Johnny starts getting in your face about Thanksgiving, understand this isn't their own thinking. They've been brainwashed. We are sending millions of dollars, billions of dollars to these public universities for them to teach your kid to be a godless, Christian-hating fascist. So again, when you hear your kids coming at you about Thanksgiving and how racist or xenophobic they are, understand it's not them thinking for themselves. They have been trained to do this. Uh, It goes on, thus, not only is the fight for the rights of marginalized communities ongoing, you see how they, the marginalized communities, but our new president, while better in a myriad of ways, oh, he's also a old, rich, white guy, by the way. That's who the Democrats elected, an old, rich, white guy with a lot of racist past uh, in his in the past 47 years. He's got a long, deep, racist path past, and yet you guys elected him. Yet you elected him. Oh, and speaking of uh, old, rich, white guys, John Kerry, he's talking about bringing John Kerry on uh, in his administration to take care of the environment. He didn't pick uh, AOC or anybody like that. He didn't pick a person of color. No, he picked a rich, old, white guy, billionaire that's been in politics maybe as long or longer than he has. Back to the article, must also be held accountable. He, uh, he's, They're speaking of Biden. Biden must also be held accountable and face demands to execute a progressive agenda. Well, isn't it funny how they say progressive? Like that's, that's the, the best word that they could come up, come up with uh, in, as far as socialist, fascist, Marxist is concerned. Uh, While there are many white progressives can help in this mission, a necessary component of this involves debunking misinformation and combating hateful rhetoric within their own families. You see, it's coming to a Thanksgiving dinner near you. Uh, The column ends with a request that progressives make it clear that hateful beliefs are not welcome at the Thanksgiving dinner. Hateful beliefs may continue, but at the very least, you can make it clear that they are not welcome to at least one person at the dinner table. The student continued. University of Virginia undergraduate Devin something rather can't pronounce it. Uh, pushed back against the column this week, arguing that the author's approach to discourse belittles minorities. He makes a good point. Today's progressives have developed a savior complex that has become so sensitive, diluting the severity of real instances of xenophobia, sexism, and racism, he said. At this piece pins uh, this task on white people. It seems that people of color need to be saved by our white friends. There you go. So uh, just know, just know that if uh, little Johnny comes home, he's not thinking for himself. 
when he starts spouting this left-wing craziness. They're being instructed to do it. Now, I want to play a clip for you, and this is a clip from Santa Rosa Junior College. Uh, I guess it was a recent discussion over the history and offensive name of Thanksgiving. So someone recorded it. Uh, The first voice you're going to hear is Jocelyn Toscano. She's the student trustee. Then you're going to hear Sebastian uh, Bustamante. He's the vice president of marketing over there at Santa Rosa Junior College. And then uh, Joshua Poinsett. He's a representative of the Black Student Union. And then it finishes up with Carolyn Marshall. I don't know who she is. She's she's just a, a another little uh, godless Marxist. So let me play the clip for you. Because a lot of, uh, especially indigenous students, um, who are very scared to come up even to join the clubs here on campus because of discrimination, um, do find it very offensive to use the word Thanksgiving, even though, like you said, the two words thanks oh, and giving are in the more, um, yeah, thank you, Felix. It's, it's culturally inaccurate. It's culturally inaccurate because they didn't give. They were actually taken from them. It's culturally inaccurate because it wasn't given to them. It was taken from them because she, this, this woman clearly doesn't understand what Thanksgiving is all about. I will continue. Their culture was taking from them, their food, their land, and all that such, such such stuff. So that's why, you know, you might be okay with Thanksgiving. A lot of people might be okay with Thanksgiving. It is a federally recognized um, holiday, but it is also the federal government is more also on the Christian side. It is more religious in that ways. Not everyone is Christian. Like um, Sebastian said, you know, there's also other holidays um, around this time. So, you know, I think, to be aware of all the students, especially, you know, me as a trustee, as Delashay, as the president, we have to think of all students in mind, not mm. just the ones that are the majority, um, quote unquote, um, recognize, you know, the majority of the federally recognized holidays. You have to think about all of them. So we have to try to be culturally sensitive to everyone. Um, in- culturally sensitive to everyone. So anytime you speak, anytime you wish someone a happy Thanksgiving or Merry Christmas or happy Easter. You have to be culturally sensitive to every culture, every single culture. So if you say happy Kwanzaa, that is that offensive? Are you allowed to say happy Kwanzaa? Because there's other cultures that may not recognize Kwanzaa. In fact, very few people do. You see what they're trying to do here? That What they're trying to do is they're trying to eliminate it altogether. Because they know it's impossible to satisfy every single culture. It's impossible. Anything you say is offensive. So therefore, they will police what you say and what you can't say. We've talked about this on the show a lot. About the word police. And make no mistake, they are ingraining this in your child's head. You think they're at school learning about business, or you think they're at school learning about whatever, whatever they went to school for. 
but in the first two years of their student life, they are being indoctrinated to hate America, to hate the traditions, and to end free speech as we know it. Everything about America to them is terrible. It will never, ever be good enough. There will never be an acceptable amount of racism. And it is impossible to get rid of racism 100%. If you think it is, you're as crazy as they are. It's never going to happen. There will never be a sufficient amount of taxes paid by the top 1%. There will never be not enough guns or there will never be enough gun control in this country. They fight for things that will they can never get to because they're trying to get to some crazy utopian society and it's impossible to get there. Because human beings think differently. They have different likes and dislikes. It's never going to happen. So they will police your speech. They will police your mind. Anything that you say, anything that you write on social media, anything that you do, anything. It could be clothing you wear, a book you read, a radio station you listen to, uh, the art you have in, in in your home, the movies you watch, anything. Can and will be, and probably is, offensive. I will continue. In a way, politically correct. That gets done a lot. Whenever something is... This is Sebastian uh, Bustamante. He's the vice president of marketing at Santa Rosa Junior College. It's bad, horrible, evil, whatever you may describe it, or whatever the public opinion describes it. Usually it's giving a sugarcoat name. In this case, it's Thanksgiving. When in reality, like Jocelyn was saying, it was the taking of the land. It was. Do you see how sad and miserable it is to be a liberal? They're offended by the word Thanksgiving. They're offended by everything. Because all they have is hate. They don't have the ability to forgive. They don't have the ability to be thankful for for what they have. They just want to be upset and they want to feel victimized. Um, Basically how the genocide of some tribes. Yeah, let's just say that Thanksgiving thing is a little dangerous because it's basically. Now this is Joshua Poinsett. He's the representative of the Black Student Union at Santa Rosa. Rosa Junior College. It's an acronym. Well, not, it's an antonym. I think the opposite of a synonym because it's really thanks killing. That's thanks. what they were giving thanks when they were killing people that came here. Thanks for killing. It. Killed them. Thank you for dying to their land. It's a little uh, intense, but it's a reality. Uh, if you're going to be brutally honest, you could just say that instead of just giving our thanks taking. It's not just fest. But when you look at the reality of it, it's really just a reminder of genocide and theft. She has no idea. This is Carolyn Marshall. I don't know who she is, but she has no idea what reality is. None whatsoever. So when she says in reality, no, she has no idea what reality is. An assault and 
So that's where I think some people would find it quite offensive. Mm. All right. So that was the, uh, the little meeting over there uh, at Santa Rosa Junior College in Santa Rosa, California. This was a recent discussion over the history of the offensive name of Thanksgiving. Hmm. Uh, well, it moved the student government to consider a name change for the holiday. You know what's funny, though, because I don't have it up here. This just kind of rung a bell with me. Uh, but uh, back in 2019, about a year ago or so, the Trump administration had talked about far lefts, uh, leftists in this country talking about changing the name of Thanksgiving. Well, he got ridiculed by everybody in the press. Oh, what a buffoon the orange man is. What a liar he is. All he's trying to do is cause fear and anger. But yet here it is. Here it is. Less than a year later, right here, you've got people all over the country. In fact, I know people very closely to me. I won't say who and I won't say how. I know these people, but they're offended by the word Thanksgiving. In fact, they won't even say Thanksgiving. They won't put it in an email. They won't say it to anybody's face because all it does is bring up, you know, sadness and destruction and theft, thievery, genocide, because that's what they're being taught. They are being taught every single day, whether it be in elementary school, middle school, high school, or college, they're being taught to hate America and hate in general. Uh, Student leaders discussed the information of a committee and legislation to seek a new name with representatives claiming Thanksgiving is culturally inaccurate. Uh, The student government met virtually on November 9th. Thanksgiving is a little dangerous because it's basically an antonym, Joshua Poinsett says. If you're going to be brutally honest, mm, you could just say say that it's thanks-killing or thanks-taking, Poinsett said. Other representatives cited indigenous people's concerns. A lot of uh, especially indigenous students who are very scared to come up to even join the clubs here on campus because of the discrimination, do find it very offensive to use the word Thanksgiving, said the college student trustee Jocelyn Toscano. Really, they're too afraid to even join the clubs. They're too afraid to join the chess club at Santa Rosa Junior College because it's so discriminatory. Well, I don't know what you're doing over there. You guys are obviously running some sort of hate-filled college campus. Maybe you ought to just close the joint. If you think changing the word Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving is going to make people feel better, you're out of your freaking mind. She added that it's culturally inaccurate because they didn't give their culture was taken, their food, their land, and all that stuff. And let me ask you this question. These people, these universities, I guarantee you, 
that Santa Rosa Junior College was built on indigenous land, why don't they just give the university back to the natives? And then they can go home and they can donate their home back to the natives. Because I guarantee you their property, wherever they live, that land once belonged to the natives. So why don't they start? Why don't they set the example? Why don't they be good citizens to the Native Americans and just give everything that they have back? Starting with the university, and then they can start giving their homes away. And if they have a business, they need to give that land away as well. We need to shut down all the grocery stores because they certainly sit on indigenous land. So while they're tromping around on sacred ground at the grocery store and in their home and on their college campus, they're telling everybody else how to live their life. Why don't they set the example? After all, that's what true leadership is, right? Don't ever ask anyone to do something that you yourself wouldn't do. Uh, the Assembly's Vice President of Marketing, Sebastian Bustamante, pushed for the holiday's name to change, sharing that the responsibility of the student government is to be inclusive of everyone. Whenever something is bad, horrible, evil, the public opinion describes it usually is giving a sugarcoat name, and in this case, it's Thanksgiving. He additionally shared how Thanksgiving represents the taking of land, the genocide of some tribes. Again, listen. Jocelyn Toscano, Sebastian, Joshua, and Carolyn, you lead the way. I want you to do whatever you have to do so that Santa Rosa Junior College and the property beneath it is given back to the Indians. Yeah, I said Indians. And then go home and donate your home. Don't sell your house to the Native Americans because that's insult on injury. You stole it from them. You stole that land from the Indians. I would expect that you give it back. When you guys start giving all your stuff back, and uh, I might consider doing it. I won't do it, but, you know, I'm just saying. All right, it's bottom of the hour. Wow, we only got through two articles. But it is the bottom of the hour, and uh, I want to talk to you about Ranger Rob pet poopy bags. In fact, uh, I'm going to let Ranger Rob himself tell you all about his product. Hello friends, this is Ranger Rob and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. 
All right, this is Say What You Will Radio, the YouTube uh, channel. You can find all of our stuff over at SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Just click the John Smith Show. I am John Smith. You can call me anytime at 602-475-2000, but I only answer during the show. (laughs) Uh, The show is also brought to you by Fast Concepts, LLC. If you do live here in Arizona and you need to get your CCW permit or you just feel like taking some... Uh, tactical shooting classes, I recommend talking to Pete over at FastConceptsLLC.com. All right, the chat room's open. Let's get back into the next uh, news article here. Uh, Teen Vogue. Yeah, Teen Vogue. This is another news outlet that is going after your kids. So your kids are being attacked by Hollywood Netflix, teachers, CEOs, and Teen Vogue. Just to mention a few. Teen Vogue says America's values are white supremacy and capitalism. Well, capitalism, yes. I would say capitalism. That is one of America's values because we're not real big on socialism. Well, not all of us. Many of your kids are. Uh, But in an essay published on Friday, Teen Vogue columnist Candace Mallett blasts America while calling for a range of radical motions and criticizing any notion of unity. Oh, I thought thought right now was the time to unite. Weren't we supposed to unite, according to Joe? Uh, In the essay titled, There's No Such Thing as a United America, Mallet writes that the U.S. is rooted in divisiveness, was founded through the genocide of indigenous peoples. Here we go again. More attacks on Thanksgiving. And flourished through the enslavement of Africans. Oh, don't forget about the Irish. You know, when you talk about slaves, you don't want to leave out the Irish. Of course... She's not really into real history. Real history, you know, would continuously prove her idiotic theories wrong. But, you know, uh, at its core, she says America's values are white supremacy and capitalism, she writes. That is true no matter who has been in office. Well, uh, so you're bashing Obama, huh? So Obama was for white supremacy, which he wasn't. And capitalism, which he wasn't. Mallet describes former Vice President Joe Biden's call for a united America as nationalist propaganda, stating that Americans have never been united and have been kept apart and pitted against one another by the state. No, well, sort of, more so by the media, but the media is kind of owned by the state now. So she might be right in kind of a roundabout sort of way Uh, from geographic segregation to immigration bans and racist policing. The U S has privileged lives. The U S has privileged the lives and security of many residents at the expense of others. She added while painting him as merely the lesser of two evils and far too moderate mallet also depicted Biden's message of unity as undesirable boy. Biden isn't fascist enough. He's not socialist enough 
and he gets along with too many people. It sounds to me like she wants, I don't know, someone like, hmm, Stalin, maybe? Maybe Joseph Stalin or Karl Marx himself? I don't know. Maybe Adolf Hitler. I don't know who she wants, but she wants a radical in office that's not willing to try to unite the country because the country is all based on racism and hate. Oh, and uh, capitalism. You see how they treat the word capitalism as though it's bad, right? Just like Antifa. We've talked about that numerous times on this show. Antifa, they say they're anti-fascists. Well, in their mind, a fascist is a capitalist because they're stupid. Not the capitalists, the Antifa people. Uh, She goes on to say, why should people who have been systematically oppressed and who have struggled against the government for true freedom hmm, be asked to hold hands with their oppressors? She asked, why are we still acting like we can get along with these people? Or would we even want to? Reiterating her rejection of unity and those she disagrees with, Mallet writes, the only political unity that we should be trying to strive for is with those who are trying to build the world we actually need. You see, the little utopian society. Hmm. If only they would crack a Bible open and be a little open-minded. They'll find out that utopia will sometime exist, although it will be run and led by Jesus, and she's not ready to hear that, nor is that the utopia she wants. She just wants a bunch of hemp and transgendered people and just a ton of abortions, and she would be happy-go-lucky. Uh, Describing the moments that a Biden-Harris win became clear to her, Mallet claimed that she didn't feel excitement or even safety, but exhausted, claiming that a Biden presidency would still be a battle. Boy, she's so unhappy. She's one of these people that will never, ever be satisfied. Because her goal of a utopian society is impossible. You can't just kill everyone that disagrees with you. There's not enough lime. There's not enough people to dig graves. You can't go around the world and just kill, I don't know, 4 billion people. Though she feels she is expected to celebrate that a black woman is now next in line to be head of the of an empire. Oh, of an empire. She writes, I'm not. Well, first of all, Kamala Harris isn't really a black woman. We all know that. That's a lie. Plus, she was the one that was, I don't know, you know, giving a little fellatio up there to Willie Brown in San Francisco. That's how she got her start. Is she really a role model? Probably not. See, it doesn't matter what color a person's skin is. It's just, it really comes down to, are they the best person for the job? And uh, here at the John Smith Show, we don't feel that Kamala Harris is the best person. For the job, nor do we feel that Joe Biden 
and his, uh, you know, the marbles rolling around in his head, the best for the job. Back to the article, the essay calls out Democrats for, quote, running to the center instead of sticking up for the progressive base, followed by a tirade against moderate liberals and their policies. If the base is so progressive and left-wing and socialist, why didn't Bernie win? Why wasn't Bernie the Democrat? You ever think about that, ma'am? Oh, that's not offensive, is it? Because I know you probably think that I was referring to your mammary glands by calling you ma'am. You know, your boobs. That's how people think on the left. Man, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Just talking about people on the left. I can't imagine being a person on the left. I just can't. It's got to be such a sad, pathetic life. The essay laments how calls to completely abolish the police were pushed aside in favor of a more mainstream calls uh, to reduce funding for the police, calling to fund people uh People's basic need through aggressive taxation on the 1% mallet accuses the Biden team of stacking itself with the same neoliberal figures who helped us get into the current mess we're in. Oh, you mean like the old rich white guy, John Kerry? In the old rich white woman, uh, Hillary Clinton, I'm sure she'll be in that disaster somewhere. Uh, Mallet also writes that she does not wish for a kinder capitalism, but rather a society that ensures people's basic needs like housing, food, health care, and a clean environment. This idiot ought to just, she ought to just go live over, I don't know, down in Venezuela. Just go live in Venezuela for six months. And you're not allowed to come home. That's the thing. You've got to, you've got to stick it out. And after six months in Venezuela, then you got to do six months in communist China. And then because it's close, we'll do another six months over in North Korea. And then after 18 months of pure, unadulterated Marxism, whoops, you let me know how that works out for you. And then if you still feel this way, then by all means keep pushing for it. Uh, For those of us who are systematically oppressed in this country, politics is not something we can choose to opt out of, she writes. You've opted out of reality. I think you can opt out of politics too there, dear. Uh, In August, U.S. Representative Dan Crenshaw, representative from Texas, blasted Mallet over a July essay which called for the eventual end of private property rights while decrying the cruelty of payment-based housing. Teen Vogue published op-ed says that we should abolish private property rights along with those pesky police, Crenshaw wrote. Just wondering if anyone sees any issue with our next generation reading Marxist propaganda in popular teen magazines. Well, you're You're exactly right, Mr. Crenshaw. You're exactly right. The left is destroying the minds and the souls of two generations, at least the millennials and then the Z or whatever they're called. They are being force-fed 
Marxist propaganda, and they cannot think for themselves while mommy and daddy both go to work, and they don't want to be bothered with their kids in the evening. They don't want to be bothered teaching them about the Constitution. They don't want to be bothered teaching them about, uh, you know, I don't know, a higher power. They don't want to teach them about what it means to lose in life and pick yourself back up and keep trying. They don't want to teach them about the truths of capitalism. I mean, the writing in a magazine that relies on capitalism for money. Nobody would read this filth if it wasn't for capitalism. Of course, in her mind, everyone would be forced to read it because, well, she's right and everybody else is wrong. I'm done talking about her. Pennsylvania, they're going to ban alcohol. Yeah, no kidding. Pennsylvania Health Secretary Dr. Levine issues a one-night suspension of alcohol sales starting the night before Thanksgiving. That's actually the biggest bar night of the country. Did you know that the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is the busiest bar night? Well, apparently in Pennsylvania, that's just, you know, just not freedom enough. It's just too free. I'm sorry, too free to be able to come home from work and go out with your buddies down to the local watering hole and enjoy a few cold ones the night before Thanksgiving because everybody's off the next day. Everybody's looking forward to a big dinner and maybe some football games and whatever, you know, just hanging out with the family. Well, Pennsylvania said we're not going to allow that to happen. The Democrats have brought back the prohibition in order to combat COVID. Well, because of science. On Wednesday, November 25th, restaurants and bars are ordered to suspend alcohol sales at 5 p.m. until 8 a.m. on Thursday, November 26th. Governor Wolf says the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest day of drinking and acknowledging bars and restaurants have been hit hard by the pandemic, but this one-night ban is needed. Isn't that nice? It's needed. According to uh, uh, the dictator, Governor Wolf, the one-night ban is needed. Uh, Quote, the thing that we can't do is ignore reality. Oh, trust me, Governor Wolf, you wouldn't know it if it bit you right in the ass. Yeah, we can't ignore reality and say, yeah, you folks, uh, for no fault of your own, have been hit hardest by the virus, but the virus is what's doing this. It's not me. It's not the administration. It's not the government. Governor Wolf says, well, how about the collapsed economy? Is that your administration? Is that not the government? Dictator Wolf? Uh, There's also a stay-at-home advisory, and Dr. Levine says people shouldn't gather with others outside their household. Well, at least they're allowed to gather with people in their own homes, unlike New York and Chicago and the entire state of California. Quote, orders already in place, and those announced today will be enforced, and law enforcement and state's Uh, agencies will be stepping up enforcement efforts, issuing citations and fines and possible regulatory actions 
for repeat offenders, says Dr. Levine. Dr. Mangala, I mean Dr. Levine. It has uh, to be our collective responsibility to protect our communities, our healthcare workers, and our most vulnerable Pennsylvanians from COVID-19. Well, well, there you have it. So um, everybody that's living in Pennsylvania, so sorry. You got to get rid of that clown. Well, we got a few minutes here. Uh, I want to talk about today's Jag Off of the Week. People who don't wear masks should be hanging or imprisoned, says a Harry Potter star, the Hollywood stooge. Uh, This actor thinks first daughter Ivanka Trump is brainless. Ivanka, a woman who puts every single liberal woman to shame with her looks and intelligence, but okay. Well, check this out from the Daily Wire. Actor Jason Isaacs from Harry Potter, also Star Trek Discovery, the man who previously called Ivanka Trump a brainless Barbie who insults Barbie said that non-mask wearers should be hanging in the streets or in prison. Isaac said, the thing about masks is, somehow I'm made less annoyed by the people who refuse to wear masks, who I think should be in the stocks or prison, than by the people who are wearing it with their nose sticking out. He added, we all know that you transmit and receive it more through your nose. Oh, he's he's a doctor, apparently. He knows everything. And what about the people whom I'm talking about to pull it down, uh, to have a chat, and then put it back up again? They should be hanging in the streets. Hmm. Shaming people for not wearing a mask in public has become all the rage in liberal circles, never mind the fact that you're morally or you're more likely to get hit by lightning than contract COVID-19. That doesn't seem to matter. To the godless left. So there you go. There's our jag off of the day. Actor Jason Isaacs. Well, onto a new story. Uh, there is a bright spot out there, people. Not everybody is completely insane. Not everybody is obsessed with power and wants to become a dictator of your nice little utopian society. Some people actually believe in freedom still. Some people still believe that you as an adult are mature enough to make your own decisions, believe it or not. That still exists in America, and it happens to be up in one of my favorite states on the planet, and that's, of course, South Dakota home of the uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, by the way. Uh, South Dakota governor refuses to mandate masks despite record-breaking coronavirus spike. Governor Christy Noem has cited the choice to wear a mask as a personal decision. They have that in quotes. I believe this article was in uh, either 
uh, Yahoo or the New York Times. It might have been both. South Dakota is currently leading the U.S. in COVID-19 outbreaks. Yeah, what's the death rate there, chump? Why don't you talk about the death rate instead of the outbreaks? Why don't you talk about the people that are actually dying from it? You conveniently leave that part out because nobody's dying from it. Unless, you know, you take a bunch of old people and, and stick them in a nursing home. But uh, we don't want to talk about that governor. We want to talk about this governor, Christy Nome. Uh, with a daily positive rate of about 12.2%, hitting a high record of 18, 1,821 new cases on November 12th alone, both indicators of the rampant virus outbreak in the state. Again, how many people are dying from it? Hmm. I read this article and it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say, surprisingly. Despite the severity of the outbreak, state leadership has still declined to implement a mandatory mask requirement. Yeah, because they believe in freedoms and liberties up there in South Dakota. Yeah, I know it's a foreign concept to you leftists. I get it. But, you know, it's a completely valid point to have. It's a completely valid stance to take old freedom in liberty after all the country was founded on it. But I know you guys over at Yahoo News, you you clearly know better, right? Instead, the state has encouraged, quote unquote, encouraged South Dakotans to follow the U.S. Centers for Disease Control Guidelines and use a mask while in public. Well, we can't, we can't have that. Wait a minute. So they're encouraging quote-unquote, encouraging because, eh, you know, it's a Republican. It's a conservative, you know, freedom-loving Republican. So you got to use the, the quotes when you say encourage. Evidence of masks being effective at preventing COVID-19 transmission has steadily grown. No, it hasn't. In fact, it's the opposite. Masks have been, true, been proven to be uh, completely worthless. A lot like yourself. They're not. Uh, it's just not true. It's not. They have not grown more effective. It's the opposite. Anyway, prompting the CDC to formally recommend wearing masks. Well, that's what they just did up there. In South Dakota, they're recommending recommending and encouraging people to wear them while in public. That's not good when she says it, but when the CDC says it, it's perfectly, I mean, this is unbelievable. These people are so full of hate that they just completely in two paragraphs contradict themselves and they don't see it. Still, Governor Christy Nome. A Republican, should they point that out, has not issued a mandatory mask order. And the Associated Press reports uh, she has no intention to change course. Well, she wants everyone to die, apparently. According to you, I'm sure you believe that. Spokesperson Maggie Seidel told reporters that the public health protocols adopted by some states are broadly ineffective. 
The facts are simple. Mask mandates, harsh lockdowns, massive testing, and uh, contract tracing haven't worked in the United States or abroad, Seidel reportedly wrote in an email. And that's exactly right. Maggie Seidel is correct because she's done her homework. She's not in the business of fear. She's in the business of truth. Other governors in highly uh, afflicted states have implemented some mask-wearing measures. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, for instance, issued the state's new mask order uh, requiring a face covering when engaging in social gatherings with 25 people or more. So 24 people, totally safe. 24 or less people, totally safe, no masks, don't worry about it. You add that 25th person, all hell breaks loose. You see the idiocy of the left. It's overwhelming. Other states issuing new mask mandates include Utah, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Indiana. Noam previously stated that she believes she does not have the authority to issue mask mandates as a governor. Quote, we often... Uh, talk about the government's role in a situation like this and dealing with a pandemic, Noam said earlier. At this point, frankly, I'm getting more concerned about how our neighbors are treating neighbors. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Noam was referring to the personal decision individuals make when they elect to wear or forgo a face mask. They have personal decision in quote marks in this article as if people can't make a personal decision for themselves. If as if it's not permitted in the liberal utopian society, influential groups in South Dakota have spoken out against the lack of policy, including the South Dakota state medical association, which issued a press release supporting mandatory masks while in public. Well, you know what? We don't care what they have to say because where there are the, these mask mandates, it hasn't proven anything, nothing, not a single damn thing. Not at all. You know what it works? If you don't have it and you don't want to get it, stay home. That's it. But don't tell me I got to stay home because now you're infringing on my right. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you spend the rest of your life in your house. I don't care if you ever shower again. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what drugs you put in your body. I don't care. If you want to kill yourself, that's extremely sad. But that's your decision. If you want to own a gun, go for it. If you want to go hunting, go for it. Live your life. If you want to lock yourself in your bedroom and never leave your house again and you want to wear your a big rubber suit and you want to wrap your face in a cloth mask for the rest of your life and wear goggles and all this ridiculous crazy crap then go for it but don't tell me what to do you do whatever the hell you want to do that's on you but leave me alone 
All right, real quick, I got about uh, two minutes here. Diane Feinstein, she was forced to step down from the Senate Judiciary Panel. This is proof that the leftist radicals are in charge of the Democratic Party. They were mad about how she handled the Amy Coney Barrett situation. And then she went over and I guess high-fived or hugged uh, one of the Republicans. I remember reading about that. Well, the left went freaking crazy. And they demanded that she's gone. And guess what? She's gone. And who are they going to put in her place? Dick Durbin, another rich white guy. Give me a break. Democrats, you guys are jokes. Uh, I'm going to get into this article tomorrow because I just don't have the time tonight. But basically, uh, the New York Times is telling us that no negative coronavirus test does not mean you can safely socialize. So now the New York Times is telling us what to do. Even if we test negative, we still are not allowed to socialize. Are you guys getting sick of this yet? Real quick, five reasons why, uh, according to MRC Newsbusters, five reasons liberals hate Thanksgiving. Liberals hate Thanksgiving because it's racist. Well, naturally it is. Uh, That's right. Thanksgiving is all about white supremacy. We've been talking about that all night. Liberals hate Thanksgiving number two because it's sexist. You can guess why. Because the ladies in the kitchen slaving away cooking while the men are out watching football. But actually, Thanksgiving is sexist because there just aren't enough lady balloons in the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade. That was actually a liberal feminist who pointed that out. So it's Snoopy. And apparently Snoopy's a guy, and well, you can't have that. Liberals hate Thanksgiving because it's killing the environment. Climate change is the last thing anyone wants to hear on Thanksgiving. Let the conversation burn in the oven uh, with the forgotten dinner rolls. Liberals hate Thanksgiving because it's anti-animal rights. Yeah, we're killing turkeys, man. We're killing turkeys, and the left is having a fit over it. And finally... Liberals hate Thanksgiving because it's a holiday for celebrating genocide. Thanksgiving, a.k.a. Europeans' genocidal campaign against indigenous people to acquire the land based on the United States. Above all else, Thanksgiving is a time to channel your inner sociopath, according to liberals. Without those Europeans invading an unknown land and conquering all those Native Americans, you wouldn't have a reason to carve turkey. Oh, the love that just spews from the pores of the left. And that's it for the John Smith Show tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We'll be back here same time, same place tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see what the rest of the, the week looks like. But thanks for watching. Until tomorrow night, stay safe, be good, and yes, God bless.